Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Good, bad, good, bad, good, bad, good. Alright, welcome back to Good Cop, Bad Cop episode, I believe it's 203. I can't really rely on you, Matt, anymore because you were out by one last week. But... Rudeness. Accuracy for <sighs> rudeness. Well, it's. I don't think it'll make the edit, but you were very insulting to me as well. So um, I think I um, I think I got it. As I actually said, it's a shame we're not recording. I think the comment was, you kind of take me for the guy who would go to bed at nine o'clock at night. <laughs> like, I'm not that old. I meant because you always wake up at 4 or 5 a.m., Graham, and I have to get my eight hours. Okay. Oh, I don't remember the last time I had eight hours sleep. Uh, I'm more a six, seven hours sleep. Ever since, ever since COVID, Graham, when I had mm-hmm. last January, I have to get seven, seven hours a night or I'm just wiped. You got that long COVID or whatever it is where you just, mm-hmm. energy, yeah, where energy is just, I'm, I know co workers yeah. who've had the same thing. Yeah. The they said they're just more tired than ever. I'm almost halfway through the million step change, Graham, uh, and it's getting tough. I, I hear you. I've been uh, struggling some days to get 10,000. And in the heat, we've had a relatively cool summer, I would say, by Virginia standards. Uh, we've had a lot of rain, uh, but the last week and a half, it's been hot. Um, and when I say hot, I mean more probably humid than anything. I was out on the disc golf course, I think Thursday, and I said to Mason, I was like, I couldn't believe how hot it was. Like, I was just dripping with sweat. And I looked, it was like 80 degrees. It, it wasn't particularly that hot, but the humidity level. I've heard a few people talk recently about the humidity levels. And when you look like it feels like temperatures, then it's sky high. So, Yeah, I mean, I, when I was in Florida, in Florida um, the, oh, sure. it's ridiculously humid down there. Yeah. But... Even with and even with the cloud cover they had, oh my god, it was ridiculous one day. Uh, but the good thing about being in Florida, particularly at Disney World, is you can go on some of the water rides and it'll cool you down quickly. Thing is that you also dry off very quickly. You dry off in literally five ten minutes. Don't you take any clothes yeah. <laughs> The good thing about being at Disney is those steps are a lot more fun <laughs> as you're walking around theme parks. Oh, you don't notice as much. You do if you've got Route Master Lewis. Walking you around Animal Kingdom. Oh, okay. Well, I guess it depends who you have around you. There's certain activities when steps don't feel as painful. The worst one for me is when we had a a heavy day of rain, so we just kind of had a lazy day. And then it was suddenly like, shoot, I've got zero steps and I got 10,000 to get done. And Mm. then it was like, I got to go for a walk now. And 40 minutes in, I've got my 5,000 steps, but it's like, oh. I still got another forty minutes where I just got to walk. And I'm not motivating, motivating yourself. is rough. I mean, for example, I've I'm going to be trying. I've got my steps getting later, obviously, but um, it's uh, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a tough one this weekend. Although maybe not too tough because tomorrow we've got we've got the carnival going around the town first time in two years, and mm. uh, we're gonna have our little float hopefully to walk a lot to walk in the uh, in the in the procession. Should be good fun. I get my steps in easily. Walking two and a half miles. For the benefit of the people listening, uh, we're recording early Friday morning. So you're talking about activities on Saturday. So we will not be talking about SmackDown this week, obviously, because it, it hasn't happened yet. We won't be. And yet I've got predictions for SmackDown. I haven't done predictions for a long time, Graham, but I've got things. Bang it. I've got some predictions. That come the original Matt Attack show is coming back for one week only. Well, to be fair, Graham. <laughs> we could put, as you find out a good cop, Graham, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about since we last recorded this time last Friday. Hey, we do. I, I propose that we get straight onto it because one of the reasons we are recording so early today is um, you were busy on Saturday. You just said, I'm going to be busy tonight. I'm going to the Frederick Keys, one of my local baseball teams, because their promotion is meet and greet with Hacksaw Jim Duggan. So that was... <laughs> I am very, very excited. I have seen him wrestle at VCW, but his meet and greet was like $50. And it was like, that's a little... That's a lot of... Having traveled down that distance already, it was like, we'd already invested quite a bit of money. It was like, it's a little bit too much. So I'm very excited for that. So yeah, let's hit those good cop moments. Good! Bad! No guests again this week, because we can barely get ourselves organized to meet. So Matt, I'm going to give you the option. I'll give you the honor as always. Go ahead. 
What's your main good cop moment of the week? My main good cop moment of the week, Graham. Um, well, it's um, it, the I think elephant in the room is not really an elephant in the room anymore, is it? It's uh, um, Paul Levesque uh, effect is still running riot in WWE. Um, Triple H being in charge of creative, in charge of talent relations, um, EVP now. Um, we we knew he does some great work already by, by getting Dakota Kai back into the fold, and we were all wondering last week who's going to be next, and SmackDown happened. Yeah, and we've out came Drew McIntyre to like promote the whole Clash of the Castle thing with Roman Reigns. I'm like, I can't wait for this, and then gets blindsided by Karrion Cross, yeah. who we were all. So angry about getting released. We were all really angry about it because he was had this great gimmick going for him in uh, NXT and it was completely put to the side and Finn said, let's make him a gladiator. Didn't work. Got rid of Scarlet as well for anything. And Scarlet was there as well with with the hourglass. Oh, I I think that I think even the people who have been saying, like, oh, it's a flash in the pan. Triple H can make big changes. What on earth happened with Vince? Clearly, Karen Cross had no problems coming back to work for Triple H. So that was a great thing, obviously. And then Monday Night Raw happened. And Dexter Lumis turned up. And I'm like, Dexter Lumis was one of the best things about NXT. Hit the thing, whole index thing. It was amazing. It was wonderful. Um, the women's tag title tournament also started um, and it's been given decent TV time. It helps the guy that is in charge of creative actually likes tag team wrestling, of course. That does help. Um, and uh, apparently uh, T-Bar being repackaged. I saw several people talking online saying after like all these people coming back and they were like, mm. please get Dijakovic or whatever you want to call him. Back in under a proper wrestling role and um, yeah, put a rocket on his back. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. He, 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 he may not have become Dijakovic, but at least he could have a better thing than T Bar. Um, also, something I found not, small... not particularly difficult, but yeah. Mm. Well, say it, Graham. You, you obviously you know about um, Lost Afarios, obviously, over on SmackDown, Graham, which yes. of course is Umberto and Angel. Uh huh. Angel Gaza is now back. He is. He's got his full name back. He does. Yeah. I didn't I didn't honestly know he was just shortened to Angel to be honest. Yeah, it was short it's short and, and Umberto down to just Umberto okay. as well. So uh, there are a lot of rumors that uh, Carillo will be returning to Umberto soon as well. Good. This, yeah, yeah. So positive moves across the board from uh, Triple H and Paul Levec. And the effect being felt everyone is now turning in to watch. WWE now because the case like well what's going to happen next? And that's what you should be doing. Yeah. It, it, it needs to be TV like we want to turn in. Visit. I mean, like for example, our amazing fan Mag, for example, he'll watch the pay per views, but only the pay per views because you yeah. watch all the you watch all the uh, all the promo things to uh, to catch up. But if you don't know what's going to happen, I mean, what's going to happen on Monday night? What's going to happen like tonight on SmackDown, for example? Who's going? Who's going? We don't know who's going to rock up. Who's going to rock up? There've been people talking about having both those championships on the line separately at Clash of the Castle. Mm-hmm. It's a triple threat match, two yeah. falls, one fall for one and one for the other. I like that idea because that way you can get one of the belts off of Roman and over onto SmackDown because USA are pissed. Of course, USA are pissed. We're paying USA, a billion dollars and we're not getting a, we don't have a champion on there. Like, USA are pissed off uh, because Roman ain't showing up to Raw. He's done even twice since WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh yeah. So yeah. Um it'd be a good thing because Karrion Cross can do his gimmick, his full gimmick he used to do on NXT on Raw, because it's TV 14 now. Mm-hmm. So it can be a bit edgier. And then Roman can continue to, to uh well, run Rosh all over SmackDown until he loses to The Rock. <laughs> that's, the only, um, that's the only thing I hate with Roman's reign. You know what? You know what's coming. But that's but do we now? But do we now? 
I'm hoping Triple H takes it off him, lets him get it back. I have no problems with him facing The Rock. He doesn't have to have a title on his belt, on his uh, around his waist. Doesn't need the belt. Doesn't need the belt. Doesn't need the belt. You can still. He could get screwed out of the title, and then still have the argument about who's head of. And Rock comes in and is like, "Hey, I heard you saying you're head of the table. Like, did you forget somebody?" And they could still have that match without the title. That's a huge Absolutely. match. They don't need the title for that match. Absolutely, doesn't need it at all. People talk about uh, the only way you're going to lose it is lose to Rock. Rah, rah, rah. People forgetting Rock's pushing fifty. Yes. <laughs> Stone Cold had a pretty good match this year at WrestleMania. Yeah, but he had a pretty good match, but Kevin Owens um, also had a bat for him. Um, and I, it I was, understand, but do you... It was okay, a very different let's kind of match. Way. Let's put it this way. When you think of people that go to the gym on a regular basis, eat healthy, look after their bodies, are you thinking Rock or are you thinking Stone Cold, who's even older than Rock? I see your point, but Austin is also the best shape. He's in better shape now than he was when he was competitively in the ring. Well, he hasn't wrestled in 20 years, so his body's actually had a time to recover somewhat. That is, that's true. That's true. In any case, in any case, I can't wait to see what happens next. I mean, AEW had this thing for a long time. Obviously, like, we don't know what's going to happen next sort of thing. Who's going to turn up this week? Who's going to be hired this week? Who's going to get a, a five-year contract for X amount of million of dollars this week sort of thing? Who's going to rock up this week? Now got a, a rising tide for both companies, and that can only be success. Graham, what's your main good comment of the week? I don't have one anymore because you stole everything I had pretty much. Oh, I'm sorry. I you were about to ruin the very last thing that I had on my uh, list for good cop. Uh, but thankfully, you stopped. When you started saying AEW, I was like, oh my God, he's even going to steal that as well. Um, one of the downsides of having a sling, and this is not really a downside at all. Is um, like I said, I got it really for the All Star game. Uh, I thought we'll try it for a month, we'll see how it goes. Um, but it just happened to fall at the same time that WWE started to get exciting, and I got a few hours to burn while I'm still on holiday for the last few weeks. So I've been watching Raw, I've been watching SmackDown in their entirety, not live because I'm not that stupid. Um, I set it on DVR, <laughs> wait an hour, and then I start watching it, and I can skip through every commercial. And I can watch Raw in two hours. I can watch SmackDown in an hour and 20 minutes. And I'm, I'll be honest as well. I tend to skip through the entrances as well. Like, I don't need to see... I think I heard Dolph Ziggler's about to have his 2000th match in WWE. Like, I don't need to see his entrance anymore. Like, I know what his entrance kind of looks like. So, um, yeah, no, I've been watching a lot. So, with that, with that being the case, I probably watch slightly less AEW than regularly. So, yeah, the thing that was obvious is everything that you just said. Now, the only thing that I think that's... You kind of hinted at it, but it, it's I had a slight slight twist to it at the start, was unexpected returns. Now, it used to be the case, and we hate it when they do this. Watch next week's show, see the return of John Cena. Watch next... Like, they already announce it. I hate it when they announce it. Like, you don't get that same pop when, that actually, when they actually do it that way. So the thing that's made those returns so good is we didn't know about them. Did you have... Did you see any spoilers for those people returning because i didn't see a single one i saw zero everyone is keeping their mouth closed as well can we keep doing this please <laughs> this is making it so much better like um i didn't i just i was quite happy to see drew versus roman i was like oh this yeah. is uh, yeah this is tasty build it up stuff i was like what the heck like who's just attacked him um, I did not see Karrion Cross. I'd heard talk about him like, hey, now Vince has left, I'd be happy. He said he would be happy to return to WWE. He'd be happy to return to different companies. He said he's not opposed to working with this, that, and that. So it, in that sense, it wasn't totally unsurprising. But in history for WWE, it not that quick. Like when Drew left, he was gone for years. Karrion Cross was gone less than a year. I don't know. The only thing I was going to say is, and I'm not sure if I'm not sure if it was you specifically. But some people weren't disappointed when Karrion Cross left because they said it was his own fault. Like, didn't he not get vaccinated? I seem to remember that was one of the stories. Um, I'm not sure about Cross. Okay. I know that Nia Jax was in that mix. but I, and I don't know that was the Cameron sole Cross. reason for him being released anyway. Um, but that might have been part of it. And then, yeah, same thing. Dexter Loomis um, came in on Monday. A lot more subtle, this one. Had his hood up, kind of walked to the ring edge. Um, not a great deal was made of it. Um, good cop moment for the security people. 
I think, Matt, you'll have to correct me on this. I think this is the first time in WWE history that the security's actually been effective. Normally, you get like 20 members of security and one wrestler's like, boink, boink, boink. They're all clothesline, slam. They're all taken out. They don't do anything useful at all. Um, they actually stopped him getting to the ring. So um, uh, good job on, good job for those uh, security guards. Um, obviously, they're improving the, the standards of the security people they're hiring as well on the Triple H as well. Um, it does make you wonder as well now if he's back. Is Indy Hartwell going to come back? Is Johnny Gargano going to come back? Is Candice LeRae going to come back? Um, it asks you those questions now where it's like, if this person's returned, could this person return? And that's going to make you want to watch to see what, what could happen with some of those things as well. You wanted to say something? Yeah, I don't think Indy, I think Indy Hartwell is still in NXT. Oh, she is? I believe so. She's not been on TV for a while. I the reason I, I didn't think still... she was, she was appearing at an indie event um, probably about a couple of months ago with Dexter Loomis. And mm. unless they're I thought she was, if I got it wrong. They don't normally let their wrestlers uh, wrestle on the indies. I've got a feeling that maybe that's where things have changed, maybe. Um, it, it could be. But I know that the Loomis and uh, Indy Hartwell were on the same card and they kind of reunited, etc., etc. Yeah, she and... is currently signed to WWE, according to my... Going to Wikipedia on NXT, yes. Oh, okay. She's right. still Sorry. under contract WWE, but she is allowed to make new appearances, I guess. Hmm. Um, I'm wondering. Perhaps she didn't wrestle. Perhaps it was just a meet and greet. Then I don't know. At that side of it, I don't know. But I just know she was at an indie event. So she also just... um, she was also part of the DLC pack for the new WWE game game as well. And she's actually quite a good uh, character to play as. So that's good. Okay, little bonus cop moment there for you. Um, so let me get to the AEW stuff then. So to begin with, it's not going to seem apparent, and I'm, I'm sure you must have heard about this story, but I want to talk about the uh, the main event from Dynamite. Uh, Moxley and Jericho putting on a great match. Um, I know you talked about before, it's like, ooh, now WWE's uh, 14, we can get some extra things in there, like we can get a little bit of blood. Um, <laughs> AEW got to see a lot of blood in that match. Um, they were not holding back at all. Uh, both of them were cut up. Uh, Jericho had a lot of blood coming down his face um, towards the end of that match as well. And um, perfectly good match. Moxley won. Um, obviously, Jericho Appreciation Saturday came in to help Jericho, so it's misnumbered. Then the Blackpool crew come in to balance it out again. Then a few more Jericho people come in. I, I love it. It's just the ending of these... Pay the ending of... Sorry, not the pay-per-views. The ending of these wrestling matches feels like why I loved wrestling in the early 2000s. Like, you tuned in because you didn't know who was going to make that surprise appearance. When you left at the end of the show, it was like, whew, that was I can't wait to see next week to see what the fallout is from what just happened. And I felt that for each of the last few shows for both organizations. And who was the equalizer in this match? CM Punk. CM Punk is back. The, his logo came up on... I didn't hear anybody talking about CM Punk returning as early as this either. I don't think the crowd expected it when you shoot, when you could see the looks on there. That's so much better when the camera pans round and you actually get genuine responses from the crowd. Like, if you know that person's coming back, you don't get the same response. It's like, hey, he's here. But yeah, I'm loving the whole thing with all of this. I love the surprises. I love the fact that they're not announced. And I love the ending of the shows now where it takes your breath away. It leaves you with that moment. It's like, woof. And then you want to see what happens next. So very similar to what you just said. And you did spit, uh, you did steal one of my uh, speed check moments as well. But hey, I, luckily I have a few more. I apologize about that. I had um, some critiques though. I had a feeling that we were probably going to be on the same page this week. But it was unavoidable because I saw more WWE than I saw AEW. I do have some critiques though. Sure. Okay. One of which is that I thought Punk would have been back sooner than this. Because the injury wasn't that bad. But what that's just thought, didn't he? The the exact injury apparently was three to four weeks healing time. That's what it was. Okay. But that's that's by the by. Is that was it too much blood though? Um, I don't think that Jericho was me uh, was meant to get quite as much blood. I'm not surprised. I didn't that's like the, the problem. His, I guess it's a bad cop moment, but the the earring being ripped out of Moxley, I didn't like that. And um, that's obviously going to cause your ear to bleed. That's difficult to control how much. And yeah, you were that. fine. And yet you were fine with Jeff Hardy's ear load being pulled in Hell in a Cell. Uh, I, I can't always. Go figure. <laughs> I can't always expect some things affect me worse than other things. And uh... that, that, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, I um, 
And one last thing I've got I've got to ask, what is the current obsession? This is more of a more of a question rather than a critique. What is the obsession with AEW naming every dynamite something? They do. Like AW like Dynamite Blood and Guts. What is it with giving a name to every single one? I mean, like, Dynamite is meant to be explosive enough without putting a name on everything. I don't get it. I don't get it. I think it's if a If you want to have a pay-per-view, thing. do a pay-per-view. I don't think it's that. I think it's when you're trying to brand and you're trying to get people excited for the next show. You don't just want to say, on the next Dynamite. It just sounds a little bit lame. If you can Why give not? it, because then if you give it specific names, you can talk about what's coming, and everyone knows. Oh, that's the dynamite that's on next week, or that's the dynamite that's on two weeks' time, or whatever it is. So I don't have personally have a problem with that. I think it just clearly defines which show is coming up, and it sounds more. You got to be honest, blood and gut sounds way more exciting than saying next week's dynamite. Ah. <clears throat> It does sound like you're justifying it the same way everyone was justifying naming a whole preview after a match type. I, I, I think, think it I, makes it special for each system as well. It is a TV show, and TV shows are, are sometimes titled, I grant you. But for the most part, Unless you're a super fan, are you going to actually know which one is which by the episode title? No, you're going to be like episode nine of series six of of um, Law and Order or whatever it is. You won't necessarily know the title of it, but some people will. Obviously, I just think that it's a little bit unnecessary. I think it's unnecessary personally because the I fans think if are you're trying to promote an event. I, it makes sense to me if you're trying to get people to buy tickets. Rather than say, come and see the next show of Dynamite or come and see Blood and Guts, I know which one's more appealing. Uh, again, this is more me asking a question. I just think that it think that occasional ones is fine, but it seems to be every week they're doing it. It, it seems a little bit much. Because it's a good idea. If it's a good uh, idea, why not? Then maybe they shouldn't be calling it Dynamite <laughs> anymore. I think that's so you can well you can't have a different name because if you wanted to do your series record or whatever you you'd have to you'd be recorded it because it's dynamite. So I don't think there's a problem with having a subtitle. They could call it AWTV. I but that's generic and they right now they're trying to so is, effectively so is dynamite Graham. So is dynamite effectively Graham. It has no purpose anymore. <laughs> All right, you don't like it. I got it. I don't get it. Is what it is. I just don't get it. Even after I explained it to you? No, don't get it still. Do I still don't think it's necessary. Okay. I, I disagree. I don't I don't it's it's not essential, but I don't think it's I think only it's a bad idea. I think it's a perfectly good idea. Make sure events sound more exciting. Like that's the whole thing with wrestling. You try and get people hooked. You want to make it make it seem more exciting than it really is. It just seems like a really easy way of doing it. It's like a no-brainer as far as I'm concerned, but hey. All right, I'm too lazy to set the time. I'm hoping you're not going to abuse it. What's your speed check? I will. I can um, see on the time on my on my clock at the bottom of the corner of the screen, so I'll know if you go over two minutes, though. Okay. Well, um, CM Punk returning actually is a good <laughs> thing. It is a good thing, obviously, because we can fight it with a damn interim championship. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so that's a good thing. That's things. Um, there's a lot of rumours around who's going to be Returning on SmackDown tonight, which obviously two days ago. So when this comes out, you guys are gonna think that I'm an idiot or a prophet, one of the two. Um, Hit Row apparently are they have it's been spoiled by the, the uh, by the dirt sheets. They're gonna be at the taping in Raleigh, North Carolina tonight for SmackDown. Well, oh, okay. they're gonna be in a show, but they're gonna be there. So yeah, they're gonna be there. Bray Wyatt's been on Bray Wyatt's going back tonight. Oh, he is? I'm calling it. Oh, okay. I'm calling it Bray Wyatt come back tonight. I thought I heard several people to think that it's going to be at the uh, Battle of the Castle or whatever the heck it's Castle Castle. I think it would be... If he's going to the Castle Castle, Graham, he'll be spotted come through the airport. Oh, that's... Yeah, good point. This this way, you get the full impact. Like a better term. I think that it would be very good. I got a question for you because I, yeah. I don't really know how this works, and you might not know the answer. 
Yeah. For an event like this, when it's in another country, are you telling me they all go commercial? Vince doesn't hire out the jet and put ev everyone who's WWE, jump on the plane, we're going to London. They'll going still, to Cardiff or wherever they're landing. They'll still be Paps or Press or some description at, an, at the airport's ground. Uh, and they'll be spotted at an airport. Put him in a box. There are rules I guess you can't ground. do that. I guess that might not get through. Work. There are rules against that, Graham. <laughs> there are rules against that, Graham. Unfortunately, uh, and I, I also um, just before, just while waiting for you to start, Graham, little extra bonus good comment for me throwing here. Uh, the WrestleMania um, uh, starter party. I feel like it was called off the top of my head. Um, it's a uh, they uh, did it last night um, in. Uh, in the stadium where they're going to have WrestleMania next year, uh, they, and they even had a match, and it was Fury versus Ricochet, and um, I think it was a good match. Um, highlight for me was Ricochet stealing Fury's phone, taking a selfie on the top rope, throwing the phone at Fury, and then doing a shooting star press, landing on his feet because Fury right out of the way. It was brilliant, brilliant little match. Uh, yeah, more of the same. Course, I just suddenly realized I know we're off for three weeks. We didn't even mention the fact that WrestleMania 40 is going to be back on the East Coast, Philadelphia, which is two and a half hours from me. It's very tempting to try and convince my fiance at the moment that to spend our anniversary at WrestleMania. Because <laughs> <laughs> anniversary of WrestleMania weekend that weekend. Good luck with that one. <laughs> oh, that's a bad thing. If I want to go to WrestleMania now, I'm going on my anniversary. <laughs> Something's got to give. You can't do Yeah, WrestleMania will have to give, I think, on that one. <sighs> Probably. Um, what about you, Greg? What you got? Um, I got some independent stuff. I was watching some. Okay. I was catching up on IWTV um, yesterday. Uh, Alec Price versus Big Beef at Limitless Wrestling. Hashtag crunch time. Uh, fantastic main event. Uh, Big Beef was someone I used to see at Nova Pro Wrestling. I've always been a fan of him. Don't get to see him anywhere near as much as I would like. I keep kind of periodically seeing him like every six months. Um, guy's lost a lot of weight since I saw him at Nova Pro. He's in is in shape. Actually, I put Big Beef here. Actually, he just goes by Beef now. I think that shows you kind of how much weight he's actually lost. Um, really energetic match. Uh, far different from what I'm used to seeing him in. But yeah, um, Limitless of is a great organization, and that was really good. And if you do decide to go and look at that one, I'd also recommend uh, Demi Exo versus Masha Slamovich in a Russian chain match. I'm quite sure what the Russian part has to do with anything. Uh, it just seemed like a chain match as far as I could tell, Matt. But hey, unless you've got any insight for me. Well, they tend, they tend to throw those things in there, Graham, based on whether... If Masha Slanovich uh, hailed from, from Russian Federation, for example, then... He does. Why, Moscow, Russia, as they like to say on the commentary. That, that would be why then, Graham, for sure. Once again, see, it's that branding thing, right? To make it sound more exciting than it really is. Huh, see, they do it on the Indies as well. Uh, Mia Yim catching Madison Rain mid-air when she was attempting a Hurricane Rana on Impact Wrestling last night was very good. Uh, Killer Kelly finally made her debut yesterday as well, a winning debut. Uh, worth checking out as well. Her entrance, uh, I like her whole appearance right now. I think she's another welcome addition to the uh, uh, to that division. And uh, last one to do with podcasts. Uh, Lainey Look appeared on the Taylor Wilde podcast this week. Always great to hear uh, Lainey Look. And uh, yeah, the Taylor Wilde podcast is one that I listen to regularly. Every week, she seems to get a guest that's like, oh, I'm really interested in hearing about this person. Get some really big names, obviously, with her connection from Impact Wrestling 10 years ago, but also with her return returning during COVID as well. So she's got a good array of guests from older generation, uh, older generation, <laughs> 10 years ago generation, and then the current wrestlers as well. All right, that's it for me. Any bad cop moments? We're going to have to, Graham, aren't we? I don't know why I was counting down there and suddenly I left my middle finger up there. That was, my finger wasn't bending for some reason. I was not giving you the middle finger, I promise. Uh, what's your main bad call moment of the week? It was I one think of my I bad... know, but... You think you do? I'm, I'm going to ask you, Graham, to guess what my bad call moment of the week is. Well, I, I thought you were told, I thought it was going to be in the fact that an extra five million in payments was made, uh, was found out in the WWE accounts. So I thought that's what you wanted to talk about. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not touching that with a with a with a, uh, with a barge pole for <laughs> legal reasons. 
Our lawyer Graham has has advised me to to uh, not touch that with until uh, all the evidence has been revealed. Uh, has no never stopped you before. You just add allegedly on the end of it. So. No warrant. No warrant for my, for uh, for a place in Florida required either. Um, <laughs> no, I I want to talk about Arrestogram in particular. Um, okay. We talked about um, this guy. Last week, uh, we've talked about him many times over the last four years. Woo. Um, exactly, yes, exactly. Rick Flair, it's Rick Flair. I'm gonna talk about Graham. I don't know if he's on, he's on your list or talk back of him, but I'm sorry, I ain't got much. Um, he said this week that he passed out twice during that match, and now, Graham, to add the cherry to the top of that. What the shit Sunday? He wants one more match. I got the impression he wants more than one more, <laughs> more than one more match. But yeah, Rick, I said it to you last week. I'm going to say it again. And don't worry, Micah, this is not going to be libelous. <clears throat> I will fucking pay you to stay at home. He's worried he can't afford, he might not be able to afford WrestleMania 40, but you're going to pay Rick Flair's work. Rick Flair won't listen to me. <laughs> my money's safe. My money's safe. He'll be back in the ring before the year is out. You watch. I mean this genuinely seriously, Graham, as well. He's going to die in that ring. I hope that that's not true. I'm hoping I'm it's sure not, something I bad hope will it, happen. But I don't want that, that to happen. But the way he's going, it's going to happen because he's being. Careless now. Uh-huh. I mean, he made apparently, apparently they made five and a half million dollars from this. It's not surprising he wants to do another one, then, is it? I don't know if I could take that risk. You've done it once and got away with it. You could argue, got mm-hmm. away with it. It was embarrassment to watch. Everyone was very felt very awkward watching it. Everyone did. I don't know if I tried to catch the ground or not. But it was awkward to watch mm. and uncomfortable. I was like, "Am I watching a snuff video here?" At one point, because it was getting his head. It was. It was. It was feeling that way. And Aviano, he was unconscious twice in that match. All it needed was for his heart to just out to lose its sink again. It doesn't, it doesn't bear thinking about that side of things. Rick, hang your boots up and just back away. You had two farewells now. Okay. You, third time is not the charm. Okay. It sounded like from reports that um, a, a wrestling organization in Mexico asked him to wrestle last weekend. <laughs> it was like, I literally just had my last match. Like, I can't wrestle a week after. Um, but yeah, I think the offers are going to come in. I think the thing with Ric Flair, and this is going to sound very hypocritical later because we have a very similar bad cop moment. Um, I think he thinks he's playing with house money. Like the fact that he should have died in that plane when he was in his 20s. The fact that he's managed to get an extra 50 years out of it. Like everything for him now, from his perspective, has got to be like a bonus. Like he just seems to be lucky. Like he, he shouldn't have made it out of that coma probably as well. Like he's just... Everything he gets now is a bonus, and he loves wrestling. Like, that's his lifestyle. He, he lives fast. Um, I think he would rather probably die 10 years younger, but go out on his own terms, doing everything at a higher level than everybody else, than just quietly <laughs> aging gracefully, I guess is how we'll say this. So I, I just... I just think that that's kind of his style right now. He thinks he's he thinks he's lucky. And um, the other thing I will say is as well, the reason that he well the reason he's saying that um, he passed out twice in that is not really because of his age. It's not because he banged his head or anything. It wasn't because of any wrestling injuries. Um, he said it was because he was dehydrated. He said that he just didn't drink enough on the particular day. He was drinking alcohol before, before a match as well. Yeah. So in terms of if you were thinking of doing this again. It would be like, okay, I was dumb. I didn't take care of myself ahead of time. I just need to drink some more water before I before I do this again. It seems like a pretty quick quick fix. You could you could, I'm trying to justify it from like how Rick Flair could justify this. I'm so, I'm aware you you're doing that for your own legal reasons, there, Graham. You know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to see him in the ring anymore either. But when it's that type of money, um, he has a very expensive lifestyle. 
Um, I don't know exactly what his finances are. I know he has plenty of uh, former wives. So um, obviously, (laughs) that's taken away a chunk of it at different times. Um, You could see, he obviously loved, that's the thing that's hardest for all sports people. The buzz. Once you've retired, what do you do? And you miss that adrenaline rush. Once you retired, you teach. I can't see Ric Flair being a coach. I just don't. He's well. Got... Then I don't know what I don't know. And you said like he wants to go out being the best of the best at the top of his game. He hasn't been the best of the best since two thousand. I don't think he has to be the best of the best. He's an entertainer. Is he still entertaining? Yeah. No. I, I'll disagree with you on that one. I think people that, still would like to see him walk out. They still want to see a woo, and they still want to see little things. The aforementioned hacksaw Jim Duggan, who I talked about, when he appeared at VCW, and I think that was my good cop moment at the time, was, like I said, he didn't wrestle. He didn't need to. It, there was part of a match. The good guys are getting beaten up by the bad guys. He comes out with his two-by-four, rushes out, swings it around, chases the bad guys off. You get a woo. That, that, a- that, is, that is fine, but Flair won't stop at that. I, I know, but I'm saying, but you can get little pieces in there. Like, he didn't have a singles match. Like, he was protected as it was a, a tag team match, a little bit more than, than normal. Um, You can still get him coming out. You can still have him wearing his dressy robes. You can still get him doing a woo. You can still get him taking a hit, which is not so bad, and kind of walking and stumbling and then falling. You could still get some of those elements in there as well. But it depends how it's done. If Rick flows the advertisement for anyone... Getting back in the ring after they've hung up the boots. That's not good advertisement. I'm sorry. All right. I'm going to link this in with my bad cop moment because it's kind of similar, but from a different angle. Um, I don't also, like I said, I don't want to see Ric Flair in the ring, but I can also see why Ric Flair is in the ring. And I don't think you can single out Ric Flair. So I mentioned last week, the AEW documentaries. I'm I'm really enjoying that series. A great one with Lex Luthor this week. Um, the week before was Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle, of course, wrestled multiple times. I didn't realize this. I knew about the one when he was in the Olympics, like wrestling with a broken neck. He wrestled multiple times with a broken neck. Now, you can't tell me that's a good idea either. Like, if you've got a broken neck, stay out of the ring, let it heal, um, rehab, come back later, and things like this. So there's a whole history of people wrestling in times um, when it shouldn't happen. Now, as I'm doing a baseball podcast right now as well, it would be a miss not to mention Cal Ripken Jr., the Baltimore legend. Uh, beat Lou Gehrig's record for most consecutive games in baseball. Um, his final count, Matt, was 2,632, I'm hoping. Now, they play 160 games in a season. Essentially, he played 16 years without taking a day off. And everyone loves him. He's the Iron Man, uh, the Iron Horse. Like, like, can't touch this guy. Like, how amazing is it they just continue to do this year in, year out, we have our values very misplaced. We've talked about mental health issues. We've talked about a lot of things like that on that show. And I think this is a societal thing that I think is very bad. We tend to promote people who, through adversity, who come back and do things like this as our heroes. We always reward those people. We reward our Cal Cal Ripken, we know through history, played through multiple injuries. Um, To keep the streak going, he would often play like two or three innings, and then he would sit down, and then someone else would come in. Just take take the day off. Take the day off. But to keep that streak going, Kurt Angle, to keep keep his appearance in the company going as somebody strong and not wanting to take six months out, he would wrestle under those circumstances. Now, we obviously know the downside of what happened with Kurt Angle as well. Like, there's consequences with things like this. His consequences was that he was abusing the pills. Now, it's not just that that abused that hurt himself. That obviously affected his family as well. That affected his wife. That affected his relationships with other people as well. So I think we've got to stop rewarding this. Hey, look, oh, look, they did a great job. They kept coming back. They, they were injured, but they kept... I think we need to stop doing that. I think when people have those smaller injuries, we need to, we need to look after our bodies a little bit better. Because there's consequences that go through with this. And obviously, Ric Flair is a classic example with that right now. Like, he's passing out, but he really shouldn't have been in that ring in the first place. Um, And for that reason, I don't want to see him come back. Like I said, I'm going to be a little hypocritical. I was slightly devil's advocate on the other side of it, but I can kind of see from Rick's perspective. But it all kind of links in to him. That was the other piece that was coming back. The other side that's not really wrestling related is um, school attendance. 
And I know Mason's had rewards previously for 100% attendance. And someone like, oh, good job, you made every single day at school. It's, it used to be something, I think it still is, people value that. They think that that's a really good thing. But as a teacher, and now we've discovered through COVID as well, I don't think it is such a good thing. We need to be telling people, if you're sick, you need to stay home. Like, you don't need to be spreading your... If you've got a cold and you're coughing and you're spluttering, you don't need to be coming into a building with hundreds or thousands of other people. Because what's likely going to happen is you're going to give that to them and then they're going to be miserable for... I think there's a whole list of cases where previously we rewarded things like that mental toughness, that ability to keep doing something day after day, fighting through injuries, fighting through adversity, when in reality, you'd actually be better to acknowledge, oh, something's not quite right. I need perhaps need to step back from it a little bit. So it was kind of linked into wrestling, but it's also kind of linked into that whole COVID thing as well. It's starting to change a little bit. Like we, as men, we've been talking more about mental health issues than probably certainly people would have done 10 years, 20, 30, 40 years ago, whatever you want to do. Even five. It's starting to be acknowledged a little bit more in teaching profession as well. Um, when I was in, uh, probably 20 years ago, when I was in North Carolina, when you when you kind of got to that point where it's like, shoot, I just need a day. It, it was, you said, mental health day. I need a mental health day. Um, and that was it. Uh, you put sick day, but in your head, you knew it was a mental health day. They're actively encouraging teachers now to take mental health days. They're actually saying, look, hey, if you got that day where you look, it's just everything becoming overwhelming, you're getting stressed out, you take that day. Whereas I think societally before that, you would have felt pressure. It's like, no, we need you in the building. We need you to do this. That's your job. We expect you. To... So the, the, things are starting to change. But I think we need to be more aware of not pushing through things that really they don't need to be pushed through. Ric Flair, if he doesn't have another wrestling match, he can still survive. He can still live out the rest of his life. Uh, he has enough finances. He might not be able to have as, perhaps as many cars he wants or as many different holidays. He could still get by. I, I think we just need to be a little bit more. We need to look after ourselves a little bit better. And we need to stop being so positive for people who are perhaps pushing beyond boundaries when it's not necessarily a good thing. That sounds fair, Graham. And when you're talking about that, Graham, that's the perfect way for me to lead into my speech egg as well. Wow, we're pros at this this week. All right, go ahead. You got your 90 seconds. Yeah, well, I'm going to start with um, something which it really pissed me off. Um, last week, I was saying I wasn't sure if I was going to be going to CXW or not. Got me ticket, everything like that. Printed, got paid for. All sorted. I was going to go. And then mm -hmm. on Wednesday, my cover work went down with COVID. Mm -hmm. I can't go. I've got to go into work later on. So I've got to miss the show. Uh, I'm gutted, um, but I'm going to the next one. I'm going to the next one for sure. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun show for sure. Do check CXW out. It'll be out on the YouTube channel uh, when it's all put together. It'll be out on the channel for free. I'll put out as well, so you'll be able to watch it as if you were there. Um, it's really good quality as well. Amazing matches on there. Obviously, you want to check them all out. Um, the other thing I've got on my speed today, Graham, is um. Tony Khan's obsession with make, creating more and more championships. The AW Trios tournament started this week. Why? So you can give more people uh, relevance? That a six-man tag team taunt championship. You keep telling me they have a bloated roster, so it seems like a good way to get six people. They've, they've got a bloated roster. They're not getting more TV time, though. Have they? You get six people in a match instead of just two people, so you got an extra four people in there. But then, okay, so you put that in there, fine. But then that TV time has to go away from somebody else. No, you just give an additional four people. Six people are in the ring rather than two people being in the ring. But you've created six is greater than two. I'm aware of that, Graham. But if you have that many championships, you get to showcase them all, and you got to give more equal time, in my opinion. They don't. It's a tournament. You can have one match a week. Build up to it. Build a championship up at the end. Is what I'm, talking about. I'm talking about a championship at the end, Graham. I'm talking about at the end. Of it. What's the point of a fucking six-man tag team championship? For the reason why it's not been a thing in the in the USA for 25 years. Because it fucking sucks. At least enjoy the Chikara Trios personally, don't you? Went on for multiple years. It was always 
one of probably their biggest event of the year. <laughs> I, I could see why AEW would want to one would want to do a trios. It's an event though, Graham. It's not a it's not a year round thing. I mean, you go. I'm, I'm, I'm getting angry now. Um, I did mention the Moxley Jericho match, and I'm glad that you didn't kind of talk too much about it because there was definitely bad cop elements. So I had to kind of stay quiet. Uh, Sammy Guevara came in during the match, um, threw a baseball bat to Jericho. Obviously, this is no holds barred, so they can do whatever they want. Uh, completely overthrew it. <laughs> <laughs> so Jericho had to get out of the mm. ring, get the back, get back into the ring. Aubrey Edwards has got to pretend that she has a clue what's going on for a lot longer than she originally had to. So that was uh that was clearly a bad cop moment as well. Um I think he might back me on this one. Moxley was the first person to ever kick out of the Judas effect, but he did it on a regular dynamite show. I know you talk about keeping those pay-per-views special and you want to put your highest moments on that. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be something that you'd want to save for a pay-per-view the first time someone ever kicks out of a finisher? You did it on a regular Dynamite? I know for me, I've said before, like, but that makes me want to kind of watch those shows. There are certain things. I still think you can have matches between big people, but I think you've got to protect those finishes a little bit more, I would have thought, on a regular show. Yeah, it seems right. it, it's... If you wanted to do that, I have no problems with it, but put that match on the next pay-per-view, not just on the regular Dynamite. So I didn't personally like that. And um, we mentioned Dexter Loomis. The thing that absolutely shocked me, uh, first of all, bad cop moment, my stupid Sling TV did not record Raw for me. I didn't notice in the first two hours. So I only actually got to watch, because I was going to catch up, like I said. So I only got to record the last one hour, and I was like, I'll just go and watch the top 10 moments and find out what I missed. Dexter Loomis's appearance did not make the top 10 moments on the Raw uh, YouTube page. Now, that's WWE's own um, production. They put that together. So is it as significant as we first thought then, or are they just downplaying it right now? Because to me, I was like, well, obviously, Karrion Cross was the number one moment from the SmackDown top 10. I assumed Dexter Loomis would be right up there, possibly one, two, or three. Hmm. Didn't even make the top 10. That really shocked me. Unless, Matt, this could be embarrassing, unless I got distracted while I was watching the top 10, looked away, and then that moment appeared, and then by the time I looked back, uh, uh, it certainly wasn't number one, though, I'll tell you that, which kind of surprised me. Uh, that's I'm, it for me. I'm glancing through it now, Graham. All right, well, while you're glancing through, um, that's the end of our moments, so let's see what we missed. Uh, let's go to our fans. Uh, let's go check out those fan cop moments. All right, fan cop moment time. I'm going to start with uh, Dan Griffin at Dan Griffin 21. Uh, best cop moment, Impact Emergence is this weekend with yet another banging card. Uh, Alexander versus Shelley, Grace versus Yim, uh, Bandido versus Ray Horace, to name a few. And also Jonah beating Okada in the G1 was nuts. Oh, I missed that story. Um, and worst cop moment, can't watch Emergence or the G1 live. Hey, Dan, you can't watch everything. I believe Friday night is the night that those guys uh, record uh, the UTT podcast. So that might be a problem. Um, I didn't actually realize until last night, um, Impact's actually got a two-night pay-per-view. Uh, they have the Emergence on Friday. And then I can't remember what the one is on Saturday, but it sounds like they're both in Chicago. So... Uh, definitely a good cop moment for Impact this week with uh, two two big cards coming up. <clears throat> Any more insight, Matt, before you continue with fan cop moments? Not particularly, Graham, no. Okay. All right. Um, no, I'm Cy Powell over at FGP Word saying best cop just in Ozzy and Tony close the Commonwealth Games. Wow. Um, I would like to point out that I'm not. Are you talking about Ozzy your cat or are you talking about Ozzy the musician? I'm not quite sure. Uh, Wasn't it Ozzy Osbourne? Yeah, I've taken a piss out of sight. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> bad cops. Some smaller festivals in the UK being called off because of the heat. I know it's safe to come first, but I'm fully support that. But it's a shame for new bands. It's getting too hot to be outside. There are wildfires raging in France right now, just from where the sun's been too hot to start the fire. Okay, we got to be careful right now. We've got to be careful. We, we've those who are fortunate to survive the severity of the pandemic, I'm not going to wait, and we know that, but we could now be caught by God another way, as it were. 
Yeah, you can understand people wanting to return to things as normal, particularly outdoor events um, and festivals and music. That's one that people have suffered. Getting to see live music is obviously really difficult to see during the pandemic. So, uh, but yeah, safety first for sure. Uh, high five, Tom. Very short one this week. Uh, great cop moment. Spotty cell coverage. See everyone next. And that's it. I'm assuming that's next. That's brilliant. I think that's particularly funny. You'd th assume that that would be a bad cop moment that he has spotty cell coverage, but I'm assuming that means that he's taking a little break from things, which would be a good thing. So he, we look forward to hearing from you next week, Tom. Absolutely, Tom. And, look, and if you're listening to us on your walk, then good evening, sir. Uh, at UTT Rob, good cop moment, which I didn't put in my good cop moment, Graham, because I wanted to bring it up here. Okay. The word wrestling is back in WWE. Triple H has completely made removed that from the word you can't say. Wrestling and wrestler have been allowed again. Hopefully, strap, belt, title, championship, they'll all be actually able to say, be said in the same vein again. I mean, they say, oh, I'm going to come for that championship. It's a belt. Just call it a belt. We all call it a belt. <sighs> Bad cop moment. Big fair pass out twice during a match could have been so much worse. Absolutely. Internet and WTF cop moment reports of Vince's payments now being up to $20 million. Yes. It's, it's not it's not looking good for a grow, is it, to be fair? Uh, no, it's not. Um, the word uh, wrestling um, and all those words that we can now say, that was actually part of my devil's advocate uh, that I used for Tim from the Wrestling Index this week on the uh, Good Cop, Bad Cop baseball one. So um, he dealt with it like a pro. We have certain people that come on and just like knock it out of the park. Tim was one of those people. I actually said to him, I was like, I don't really know how you defend this one, to be honest. Like, we've done 200 of these. I'm like, I don't really know how you defend this one. I thought this was a particular... I felt mean actually giving him this one, but he dealt with it uh, beautifully. Um, let me go to uh, Danny, uh, Scottish Juggalo. Uh, best cop moment, the Lex Luger documentary on AEW was a phenomenal watch. Amen, I agree to that. And worst cop moment, hearing this week that Shane McMahon has no chance of returning to the company. Yes, I'm a Shane fan. Yeah, for me, that would be a good cop moment. <laughs> that was my uh, little uh, walk around uh, the stadium during WrestleMania when his match was on. I, I don't it, it it wasn't bad, but he was a spot monkey. Absolutely. Glad I, he got that, I can that cope with Shane McMahon in small little bits, but I don't want to see him get in a long run. Like, I don't need to see him week after week after week for six months. So I wouldn't be opposed to him coming back. Uh, but I want minimal... If he's going to come back and start rewriting stories so he can win the Royal Rumble and things like that, then no, go away. I don't want you at all. That's what Triple H is there for, Graham. To make sure he, he would not book himself to win the Royal Rumble. No, 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 no I don't mean that. Graham, I mean, he's there to stop Shane doing that. Oh, um, got you, got you. Yeah, yeah and, um, and you mentioned the A&E um, documentary again, Graham, which I haven't had time to watch yet, I must admit. Uh, but um, the, uh, I do need to... Uh, slightly uh, to fact check you slightly from your uh, check earlier, Graham. You meant she said AEW documentary, and I was like, okay, oh, and then slip of the tongue. So, I just need to make sure okay, people are getting confused. That's yes. the reason why. Okay, so I'm gonna go now to um, I'm gonna go to five days ago, best cop filing an ether egg in the bottom <laughs> of the fridge. <laughs> That's always a good cop moment. Actually, I like an Easter, I like an Easter egg. I do like an Easter egg, but maybe not in August. But it's in the fridge. It should be fine. Ish. Good cop. Dex was returning. Absolutely. Uh, extra cop moment. Jonathan Gresham getting replaced on a show only to end up replacing his opponent. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a devil's advocate right there. That's brilliant. And uh, this. Well, bad cop, shite weather, showering twice a day, can still smell my balls after 45 minutes. <laughs> I heard more about I'm, you, Matt, than me. Uh, I'm so glad that the order worked out that you got to read uh, uh, Matt's uh, uh, bad cop moment. And um, Tiffany, Queen of the Indies. Um, these were very these were picture based ones. Uh, so this is the this is the uh, written version of this. Uh, good cop moment. Tiff getting hugs by her boys. Uh, bad cop moment, Skyros ripping Tiff's sign. 
And uh, I believe on the day this this episode drops, uh, it'll be happy birthday to Tiffany as well. I happy birthday, Tiffany. You, uh, yeah. you were an amazing guest to have on last year for sure. And not only that, but how amazing is that to have to be, well, front row for your birth for an indie event, have your favourite guys hug you and have interaction with a heel like that. That's that's the home run. That, that is That is a perfect game. I didn't see on the picture that it was a sign at Riptop. I just saw the blur. And then once it was explained it was a sign Riptop, I was like, mm. oh, that makes sense. Well, I was thinking, is it a blur? I think like they sort of blurred their hands sort of thing. And yeah. then I've just and then I've noticed what Tiffany's holding in in the in the five second video. And I'm like, oh, it's a sign. Oh, well, that's a video? Yeah, the yeah, the video, yeah, Graham. Oh, oh, the first one, sorry. Yes, for the best guy. Yeah, the hug one. Yes, yes, yes. The hug one is is, is, is really cool. Really cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, once again, thank you everybody for responding. No idea when next week's show is coming out, but take a look around the Wednesday, Thursday area and we'll probably have some sort of post out for you. Good! Bad! Alright, Matt, no open agenda, but I did mention to you I had an, uncop, an unsure cop moment and I kind of said, hey, where should we fit this in? And we decided we'd do it after fan cop moments. So, while I was watching my independent events, um, I was kind of looking through just to see things that I'd missed. And there was one story that kind of came up within the last probably four weeks or so that we didn't touch on last week. And we haven't touched upon this week either. Uh, But it seems like probably something that we should talk about. And the thing that's strange to me, I am listening to a lot less wrestling podcasts than I normally do because I'm listening to more baseball podcasts in the summer right now. Um, I'm not. I haven't heard this mentioned on any of them in particular either. So I'm not sure if this is just flying under radar. Perhaps this person's not relevant anymore. Um, not quite sure. The unsure cop moment is the return of Tessa Blanchard to the ring. So on Title Match Network, Hurricane Pro Wrestling in Texas from last month, so July. Don't know exact numbers. Um, Tessa Blanchard returned against. I'm going to check my notes. I think it was Miranda Elise. I think that's who it was. Um, yeah, Miranda Elise. I haven't heard anybody really talk about this. Like, I know there was a lot of controversy um, when she was kind of, I guess, blacklisted by a lot of companies. Like, she didn't wrestle for nearly two years. Um, the only time she, her name was mentioned was in a negative context um, for the comments that she made to certain wrestlers and um, her attitude and just a lot of things. Um, her second match is actually tonight as we're recording. This is kind of what made me put this two and two together. Like I watched that match and I was like, oh, I wonder when her next match is. So I looked it up um, tonight. She's actually facing uh, Danny Mo at PPW Reloaded. And while I was looking for this, I saw she has another match at uh, Warrior Wrestling um, on August 20th, night two of the stadium series. Now, I know actually High Five Tom goes to... Um, Uh, some of the Warrior Wrestling matches, so he might actually get to see Tessa Blanchard wrestle. Um, I don't think anybody questions um, the standard of Tessa's wrestling. That When she was Impact Champion, not not Women's Champion, when she was Impact Champion, um, she was definitely featured as a good cop moment. The fact that she was, her rivalry with Sammy Callahan was excellent. Um, It was totally believable, those matches uh, did a great job. Uh, The the unsure cop moment is just the return. Like, it seems to be very understated right now. Um, I'm sure a lot of people are very unhappy that she's even in the ring. Um, I My personal feel on this one is she's a very talented wrestler, like we've already said. I don't think that goes that question. I think she deserves to return right now. I think she's served time. I think she served two years. Um, what she did was implorable. Um, if she, I'm hoping that she's learned from that experience. I, find, I feel that if she hasn't learned from that experience, then she will probably have to go back to a place that she's been in for the last two years, and this might be her last chance. But I don't think that the things that she did were as bad as the things that other wrestlers have done. Like, I think examples of sexual assault are very different from examples of racism. I think with racism, that's sometimes that can often be part of your family environment, and it can be traits that you learn, and you can sometimes make mistakes um i think sometimes when those mistakes are pointed out to you um you can kind of realize that okay yeah i did something wrong here um and you can change i think it would be wrong to say you made one mistake and and when i'm saying one mistake it might have been multiple incidences but when you made one mistake that you're excluded for life i think that's a very harsh penalty 
if you think of the sentences where you get life in um, on a normal legal scale, we're talking things like murder. I think what she did was no, you can't compare those two things. So what she did, I'm not justifying at all. I think it was totally wrong, but I think she should be given a second chance. And I would really like to see her wrestle for a bigger company. I know I have heard WWE mentioned again um, this week. Um, but yeah, Tessa Blanchard returned as is certainly unsure, but just because of her history, um, I wish her well. I hope she's learned from that experience, but I think she deserves a second chance. It's it's difficult because of it is the. I mean, she's always denied the allegations, mm-hmm. so she may say that I don't need to. Uh, I don't need to apologize for anything. Um, the fact that she hasn't apologized will probably run up a lot of people up the wrong way. Given that she has been blacklisted by all of the major companies, yeah. Uh, some people are very happy on the Indies, Graham, but I dare say there's several Indies who wouldn't touch her a barge pole now either. You're probably right. Um, like I say, it's only three matches within a space of about a month, month and a half. It's not many. It's not like she's suddenly appearing all over the country. Exactly. I mean. This all happened before the pandemic as well. So don't forget that, guys. This started in January 2020. So yeah. the pandemic was was still in its infancy at that time. Um, yeah, I don't know how I feel about it, Graham, I'll be honest. I, you I, can see I, why it was an unsure cut moment. I can. I can. Um, I can throw an unsure cop back at you, um, sort of, because... Um, Cameron Cross was uh, released, um, obviously, um, along with a lot of people because of their lack of vaccination status. Ember Moon was one of them, uh, as was Mia Yim. Um, but I do believe that we have got a slightly different policy now regarding that <clears throat> you have to either be vaccinated or test once a week. Yeah. So I think that Cross is now in on. If he hasn't been vaccinated, then it'll be on the second feet. Uh, Nia Jax refused to do either. That's why she uh, he does such a stink. Uh, and I'm glad she didn't come back for everyone more because of that. Because you've got to be able to protect people. And if you want the jab, fine. Okay, you can't make someone have the jab. Then get tested regularly. You know, it's your own health more than anyone else's. Um, so yeah, that's just uh, because we weren't sure about that. I did a little quick bit of Google that side of things. Um, mm-hmm. You got anything else, Graham? I'm sure about. Um, just to follow on from what you said, there was a very unique situation that happened in baseball. Um, we've talked about it on JGB a couple of times. Um, the rules for Canada right now: are you cannot enter Canada unless you've been vaccinated. So when the Boston Red Sox play the Toronto Blue Jays, certain players can't make that trip. When the Baltimore Orioles play the Blue Jays, certain players can't make that trip. Um, recently, during the trade deadline, uh, a player got traded to the Blue Jays but he's not vaccinated. So he can't legally play any home games right now. Um, I don't know what's going to happen to that. That's definitely an unsure cop moment. I have no idea what's going to happen. Obviously, if he says, I'll just take the vaccine, then obviously the issue is over. If he doesn't, I don't know what happens in that situation. Will that team just have to retrade him? Uh, I don't know. Not not wrestling related, but something (laughs) something I'm unsure on in uh, relation to what you just said. All right. You want to hear the devil's advocate? I figured it's time to do it, right? Sisters, brothers, and non-binary others, welcome to episode 203 of Good Cop, Bad Cop Wrestling Podcast, Devil's Advocate Round. This is myself and Graham throw a unridiculous statement we do not necessarily believe in. Um, we're wrestling theme two for 20 seconds at each other and uh, try and defend it as if it's the truth. And anyone believing we are saying what it is, it's the truth, take over our DADA at dying format. So, Graham, you got one for me? Yeah, I'm delivering first. You ready? Go on. Since you stole everything else I had this episode, I want to make sure that I only have one devil's advocate, so you sometimes have more than one. 
I normally have the last few weeks. All right. Following on from what you said in the good cop moments, it is great to see WWE bringing back names who were let go. The next person they should bring back is a toss-up between Lars Sullivan and Jackson Riker. Jackson Riker is someone who has all the attributes in the ring to be back in the WWE ring. I mean, you can, I mean, you can just make it into a whole character thing. You can get around that. Lars Sullivan, same deal. You could just make it into a monster heel, which everybody's going to hate. You can even turn Roman face against him and then crush him that way. Nice job. Um, that one kind of Ew, came... I felt dirty now. <laughs> that one came to mind when I actually saw a tweet with someone posting like all the people who are being brought back into WWE now and the next person should be. And there was a picture of Enzo and Big Cass. Now, I would personally love that. I, I love Enzo and Big Cass. I know that's not the same era because that was like probably five years previously. But then I suddenly thought, oh, who would be the other people who they could bring back? But clearly they're not going to. And I was like, oh. I think I just got Matt Stevel's advocate sorted out. I think those were the best two names I could have picked. Right. Have you got just one for me, sir, this week? That's all I got. I've got two a tree between, so you can choose. They're both as good as each other, so. Give me number one. Okay. I apologize. Okay. Triple H shouldn't bother changing T Bar's name. I'm perfectly explaining. Yeah. Start again. I'm perfectly happy explaining to everyone in my immediate family where the name comes from and how I know that. Well, absolutely. Obviously, one of the important parts about being a family is talking about trust and talking about being honesty. And you have to do that in all circumstances. It'd be very hypocritical to pick and choose when you're going to tell the truth and when you're going to tell white lies. I think Mason's at the age now. He starts high school next week. I think we could be a little bit more honest about things like that. Um, Jackson might have to wait just a little bit longer, but hey. Right, so that that's us done then for our week then, Graham. We'll be yeah. back next week for episode 204. Thank you to everybody listening. Uh quick Graham's bit of fingers because we'll fingers. find <laughs> we'll find time at some point, Graham, for sure. I'm, I'm back sure. at school next week. Mason has a golf tournament three days. We'll find we'll figure it out at some point, I'm sure. Uh by the time the next episode drops, so guys, I'll be another year older. So have birthday to me. We're out of here. Boom. The music was Happy Happy Game Show by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3. Point zero. HTTP colon slash slash creativecommon.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0 slash.